this entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. And be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. You can find the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I always call it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from just outside San Francisco, California, my guest is the founder and host of the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project, which consists of six different podcasts, all surrounding the rock genre. He also has an exciting announcement about a new podcast project in addition to all of those. He himself is a musician, handling lead vocals and guitar in a classic rock band called Tin Man. We will talk about their upcoming CD release. You've been hearing their cover of the song Black Friday by Steely Dan. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Christian Swain. Hello, Bruce. How are you today? Hello, everybody out there in the now here this land. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, Christian, thank you very much for taking time to talk to me today. So before we start getting into the mass of rock and roll podcasting that you're involved with, Tell the listeners first about that song that was just playing, Black Friday. Is is that something previously recorded by Tin Man, or, or will that be on the upcoming CD? And then also, how slash why did you choose to cover that particular song? Okay, a couple questions in there. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, that that's a, a brand new track uh, that uh, we've been working on uh, all summer, a new CD that, uh, that we're putting out. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, I'm in a, a cover band. Uh, we've been together for about 10 years, named the band's Tin Man. We play all over Northern California and uh, – uh, or, uh, hey, anywhere for the right amount of money, but uh, pretty much <laughs> Northern California. And, uh, you know, so, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we need to do this sort of thing every couple of years uh, to, to, to keep uh, the interest fresh, uh, both with the fans because we, we do have a lot of fans that uh, follow us around and, uh, you know, to, to help us get gigs and, and and that sort of thing. So uh, this year, uh, I think last year we did a video. This year we uh, decided to uh, to go back and uh, do a CD. Uh, you know, with these sort of things, you know, members come and go uh, a little bit. Uh, and uh, we got a couple of new guys. Uh, that They've been with us for a little over two years now. So uh, it was time to kind of do a new CD. So I hope everybody liked uh, the, the track. Black Friday is, uh, you know, a Steely Dan uh, favorite and um, uh, I think I, I think we do it pretty good. So uh, you know, uh, the, the, your listeners are actually some of the first that uh, uh, in the public nice, that have gotten nice. to hear it now. So your band has so, actually yeah. been around for eleven years. Is that correct? Oh, is it eleven now? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> eleven years. So uh, we've been out on uh, on this uh, trek and uh, and having a good time. It's uh, it's uh, it's a great uh, way to to you know keep doing uh, something that you're very passionate about, uh, and at the same time not make it a job. I wanna I wanna ask you, uh, you know, for for listeners who themselves are musicians and are thinking of of doing a cover album. Was there any real deep science to how you chose to cover that song? Or is it just, you know what, Bruce, it's as easy as it sounds. It's a song that we liked and we play it well. <laughs> we just wanted to record it. 
Actually, yes, there is a, a, a deep science uh, to it, and it's taken me eleven years to figure it out. No, <laughs> not quite, but it did take it did take a while. Uh, what I what I started with, and yes, I I, I uh, am the uh, uh, the the founder of Tin Man as well as the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project. But uh, um, we, you know, we kind of got together, and what I didn't want to do is I didn't want to just be a wedding band. I didn't want to do standards, but I wanted to get gigs. Uh, so, you know, I surrounded myself with some really, really great musicians, uh, and you can probably tell that in the tracks. And, you know, uh, what I found is that as long as we do major keys, up-tempo songs, uh, that are, you know, recognizable, um, it serves the purpose of, you know, what a cover band really needs to do. And that's, you know, to get the, the crowd up, engaged, uh, dancing along mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, buying beers and, uh, <laughs> and all that. So, you know, keeping everybody happy, uh, including the people who hire us. So, yeah. so uh, we've, been, we've been pretty successful at that without having to play like the standard uh, songs that, uh, you know, every cover band uh, plays. So, okay. so we, okay. we, we kind of hit around there. Okay. So let's set the stage here so that the listeners understand where you're coming from on all this rock and roll archeology span project stuff prior to Tin Man, what was your musical background? And then also what made you decide? And, and I guess when to start into podcasting? So, I mean, I, I you know, I've been playing music my whole life. Uh, mm. uh wow. you know, I, I started, uh, you know, I started seriously uh, when I was 16. Um, uh, nice. You know, wasn't very good at it, but, uh, <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, you know the the what I did do is, uh, you know, like a lot of musicians, uh, you know, I was a, a little geeky in uh, in some ways, and uh, uh, you know, but you know, when you turn 16, um, you know, girls become very important, uh, <laughs> and uh, so uh, yeah, I wasn't going to be captain of the football team. I'll tell you that. But what I could do <laughs> is I could stand up on a stage and uh, you know shake my uh, derriere and uh, act like I knew what I was doing, and uh, you know, all of a sudden it got me some attention, and I started to take it serious. And uh, lo and behold, uh, by the time I got into my uh, very early 20s, uh, you know, I was pretty good and again surrounded myself with some great musicians mm-hmm. uh and uh we uh you know we spent the next uh, decade in hollywood this is in the late 80s and very early 90s uh-huh. and uh you know chasing the record machine and uh you know we we got to headline all those great clubs down in uh down in uh, the sunset strip and you know including the troubadour and uh wow. uh whiskey a go-go wow uh, yeah, yeah. So, so did all that uh, until um, until I was about thirty, and I, I realized, you know, this this wasn't going to happen for one reason or another. Hmm. And uh, I always had a day job. I I I I, I couldn't, uh, you know, uh, live as poorly as some of my bandmates. And uh, <laughs> I always worked during the day, uh, and uh, you know, did the music at night. Uh, you know, but by the time you get to be about 30, but you know, those, those two hour, three hour nights of sleep begin to get to you. And, oh, yeah. uh, I kind of had to make a choice and, uh, you know, I chose, uh, a tech, uh, job, uh, back when tech was uh, kind of a new thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, I, I kept playing music I and mean, I made that more of a hobby, uh, as opposed to, you know, trying to make it a profession. And, um, so, you know, I did both, uh, for a little bit, uh, you know, definitely the, the job uh, took precedence, and uh, 
and then uh, you know, you know, about 15 years ago, I started to get serious about the music again. So, uh, and hence that's how Tin Man came about. And so, how about podcasting? How did you decide? I mean, that's that's I'm I'm sensing that you're going to say with my tech background, with the tech background, and with the music background. But but why? You know, what happened that all of a sudden one day you decided I, I want to start up a podcast? Yeah, that's that's a great question. So the the, the reality is is that I like I realized that uh, you know I'd gone as far as I could with. Uh, uh, with, uh, with music, uh, by the time I was 30, um, you know, about four years ago, I realized I'd gone about as far as I could in the, in the tech world. I'd, so I'd sold a company, uh, uh, that I created in 2007 and by 2014, I, I just hated the job. I hated mm. what I was doing. Uh, I just, I knew I wasn't in the right place, uh, for me. And, you know, I started thinking, you know, well, what, what would I do? Well, what, well, let's see if I can marry as many of my passions, uh, as I can, uh. and, you know, rock and roll being one of them. Yeah. Uh, having a bit of a tech background, uh, you know, falling in love with podcasts about, uh, 10 years ago. And, um, uh, and then I also have a deep, deep passion for history and always have since I was a very young, uh, young person. So. History in general or, or music history or both? No, no, actually history in general. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, boy, it, uh, I haven't, I, I've got to go to a lot of very, very cool, uh, ancient places, but the one place I haven't had the chance to visit yet is is Egypt. And when I was, you know, ten, twelve years old, you know, I wanted to be an Egyptologist. Uh, wow! I I really, really uh, uh, love that uh, that uh, ancient civilization. Uh, and from there, um, you know, I found the Greeks and the Romans, and uh, and then the, the the Chinese, and the and then British history, and uh, you know, uh, the Middle Ages and, and, and then um, the even the South American uh, civilizations, uh, Central and South American civilizations. Um, you know, I, I love them all. Very cool. uh, but primarily ancient history. Uh, and then the Civil War uh, got into that and World War Two. I, I kind of and that it may have started from World War, World War Two. My, my my father missed it just by a little bit. Um, but he had a, a, a huge interest in, in World War II. So growing up, that was just in the house. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, so everything. Uh, and then, you know, uh, musically, um, the funny thing is, is as, as I was a young man uh, uh, pushing um, into, into music, I was always trying to be forward thinking. So I really wasn't that interested in the past. My bad, mm. by the way. I know better <laughs> now. And... Um, so part of this is for me to rectify that and to go back and uh, learn cool, every cool. detail I wow. possibly can wow, about, I like uh, it. about the I like original it. rock and roll. Mm -hmm. Well, let's let's start going through all of these one by one. First, go ahead and tell the listeners about the Rock and Roll Archaeology podcast. Yeah, so... Um, uh, you know, we we started off with uh, an idea that, um, uh, and and it really comes down to my, myself and uh, my lifelong friend uh, Richard Evans. Uh, we've known each other for forty plus years, wow. and we uh, we've always been arguing about rock and roll. You know, of course, you know, who's the best <laughs> and who does this and who does that? Who's going to be remembered a hundred years from now? Blah blah blah, and so I finally said, hey, look, let's let's actually sit and and discuss this uh you know in a in a, a, a produced way yeah, and in, let's discuss this into a microphone yes into a microphone <laughs> right and so 
So we, we kind of sat down and, you know, within an hour uh, came up with about uh, 100 to 200 show ideas. Wow. wow. We could do, uh, which told told me that, uh, you know, the subject matter was uh, intensely rich. Mm-hmm. So that was not the issue. Um, but uh, what I did decide was, you know, we wanted to retell the, uh, uh, the, the history because, A, number one – I think it's complete. We kind of say 45 to 95 is really the the era of of rock and roll. And what we mean by that is it's the post-war generation, the baby boomers uh, that uh, that lead the charge. Um, And it kind of finishes up with Generation X as uh, the main bulk of it. Uh, And don't get me wrong. There's still plenty of great rock and roll out there. But as far as a a cultural touchstone that informs uh, the youth, uh, in in the way and creates this feedback loop with the with with an audience, rock and roll is not really the thing anymore, uh, and it hasn't been uh, for 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 a good long. Well, while. and not to mention that I don't you know in my opinion I don't know that you can do something the nature of what you're doing, which is largely history based. If you're talking about something that just happened you know three years ago, if it's a band that's out right now, they haven't made their place in history yet, so exactly you know, my, my exactly. hat is off to you for kind of defining you know this is when we're talking about and and at the same time, uh clarify for the listeners because as i said i'm I'm going to ask you one by one i'm I'm going to give you the title of each of your six podcasts to describe to the listeners yeah. what each one is, but the rock and roll archaeology podcast um what specifically will listeners hear when they tune into that one? And then my follow-up question, I'll tell you already, is going to be when you when you and your friend first sat down and said, let's rough out some show ideas to see if we've got something here, did you already know eventually I'm going to do two, three, four, five more podcasts? Or was it just, here's an idea, let's do this <laughs> one, and later on these other ones that we'll discuss came came to sur- to the surface? Again, great, great questions, Bruce. So the the original idea was actually the the second show, Deeper Digs in Rock, because those are individual stories um, uh, that are standalone tales from the rock and roll era, or you know, it's a it's a single subject, if you will, on a person or a place or an event uh, that that occurred. That was the original. 100 to 200 ideas of like oh uh, we, we can okay this thing okay. or that thing but 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 what we what what i decided was well we need a baseline we need a, a foundation to build it on and that is you know our understanding of, of rock and roll and i think there's to your point it had been 20 years if we say 95 uh you know it's uh, 20 years is about when historians can look back and begin to uh, look at uh, uh, an era in 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 a whole um, uh, a whole concept. And, uh, so, uh, you know, if we say 95, that, that fits in that, uh, era, I've got, a, you know, a great, uh, explanation that could take us hours to, uh, <laughs> to go through, uh, on, on why 95, uh, there's technological reasons and, and cultural reasons, uh, uh, why that is, why there's a shift. Um, and so, you know, we decided, well, let's start with, uh, you know, the Rock and Roll Archaeology podcast, which is a, a, a retelling uh, using music, culture and technology to to explain how uh, this art form came about. That was so influential and so massive 
um, that, uh, you know, I look at it like a, a second Florentine Renaissance. And um, uh, so it, right now it's 14 episodes. It's planned to be about 30, may end up being 32, 33, uh, who knows? It always seems to get more. Um, but, uh, you know, right now we're about in the uh, mid to late 60s. Uh, and, uh, you know, we plan on uh, you know, getting see. to 90, 90, 1995. So that is the baseline. That is okay. the, the foundation of which the entire project sits. So to, to continue... Well, excuse, let me let me interrupt you. When, when you say when you say we, I, I take it that because you and your friend had sat down together to try to rough out some ideas, I take it that he co-hosts the Rock and Roll Archaeology podcast with you. No, no, no. So, uh, so, so Richards are, are kind of like uh, uh, man in the back, our, our secret sauce here. Uh, <laughs> he is uh, he's a, a journalist by trade, uh, a writer, uh, and uh, you know he uh, he and I sit and put the stories together uh and um and then you know he really crafts the scripts uh you know we work very close together but he is a wordsmith and uh uh that's kind of how that all comes about uh and then peter actually works with with, with me on the hosting duties but okay. uh, richard okay. doesn't richard doesn't do any of the hosting okay. duties it's just okay. uh, it's just me and then it's produced uh with other voices uh we fly in music sound effects and okay. you know it's kind of like a it's kind of like a Ken Burns documentary and uh for theater of the mind yeah good will. good uh that's that's kind of what that's about since you already started to describe it let's let's move ahead and, and let's move on uh to talking about the deeper digs in rock podcast uh who who are the hosts on that and since you already kind of said what it's about maybe just give the the listeners some examples of some some episodes that have been done of that show yeah, so Deeper Digs in Rock is kind of my catch-all. Uh, you know, that was the original idea, uh, was these uh, single-topic shows. And those have turned into uh, sometimes uh, a produced piece, uh, like we did uh, the history of the electric guitar. Uh, and then sometimes they are interviews, of uh, which we've done uh, uh, some great artists like uh, Tony Levin, uh, Gary Wright. I just interviewed Omar Hakim uh, yesterday. Uh, Hal Blaine uh, will be coming up here pretty Pretty soon. Uh, and then, um, you know, also like uh, the producers of the Beach Boys uh, 50th anniversary uh, edition uh, mm. that uh, just came out uh, for 1967 for what they did in 1967 and things like that. So, um, you know, that is, again, it's it's single topic. And uh, that's uh, that's kind of where that show is going. I, I think we're going to end up doing more and more produced shows. Uh, and I might even move the the interview piece onto a, uh, an, another show. Uh, and is, is that run. just you doing doing deeper digs in rock or do you have a co-host on that? Yeah. One? No, that's just me. Uh, so those are those are my two shows that okay. uh, that I kind of kind of run from top to bottom. Well, let me let me let me throw one thing in there, Bruce, because you brought this up, and I do want the listeners to understand. So you asked, you know, uh, you know, was this um, all uh, by design? Uh, and no, it takes uh, three to four months to produce the uh, the R and R A P the the the. Uh, rock and roll archaeology podcast and because of that we were getting hammered by our fans going come on if i can't you do this any faster and there's just no <laughs> way we, we we can't so we said well <clears throat> let's figure out other things to give them and that's kind of how we uh, ended up okay. creating a, okay. a network and listeners we are going to have christian talk about uh four more rock oriented podcasts but first i want to tell you that i am recording on my own today thanks to Tascam. 
If you are a musician, you already know who or, or you want to get to know who they are. Uh, more than 30 years in the business producing most comprehensive line of audio recorders, mixers, related equipment in the pro audio industry. Tascam has developed products for every segment of the sound and music industry, from the high-end audio professional in a major post-production studio to the novice or the hobbyist at home. Today, I am recording my interview with Christian using the Track Factory, which is a new all-in-one home recording solution that Tascam rolled out earlier this year. There's also the Mini Studio Creator, the US 42 that I've used to record on-location podcast interviews, and that can be utilized by musicians, not just podcasters. I even have a DR44WL, which is a handheld recorder that can record up to four tracks. It has Wi-Fi that you could probably use for recording song ideas. I mentioned on last week's show that I was recording my interview with Laura Wright live on location in Las Vegas using that device. Uh, check out Tascam.com for their full line of products. Christian, moving along here, let's next have you talk about the Rock and Roll Librarian podcast. Certainly, certainly. So uh, I think that was our first uh, show that we produced uh, uh, outside of uh, the RNREP. And uh, what I did was um, uh, I got a uh, uh, a 33-year vet from the San Francisco Public Library. She wow. literally is a real head librarian. Wow. And uh, she uh, loved reading uh, rock and roll biographies and, huh. you know, uh, that is her favorite thing to do. So what she does is she grabs a, a, a biography and uh, reads it. I purposefully don't um, because I, I, I know the stories. I know the time frame. I can uh, talk intelligently about it. And uh, it allows it to be fresh for me uh, as well. So then we get together and uh, dissect the book and, um, you know, uh, play some tunes, uh, some pieces of tunes in it so uh, people can get a flavor of uh, what the book's all about. I like it. I like it. That's, that's a neat idea. That's very original in, in, in my opinion. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Shelly's great. That's that's hosted uh, co-hosted with Shelly Sorensen, uh, who is the rock and roll librarian. But how does that how does that come to be that that how do you find her and find out that she is what you just described uh oh she's a family friend i'd known her for a oh, long time oh okay okay i just convinced her that uh she should get behind the mic <laughs> and you know and you know what and you know what she's now singing uh in a band and she'd never done that before no kidding wow yeah, i'm no kidding Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is get clear from whoever is booking you, whether you are being featured or are just there for background music. If you are performing somewhere as background music, accept and proceed that way. I was somewhere recently where a solo act was set up in a prominent location, yet clearly was supposed to be there as background music, and this person just couldn't conform to that. The music was too loud, talking to the patrons was being done on the mic as though those there that night were actually sitting and listening, and it just generally came off as a nuisance instead of complimenting the atmosphere. Know your place, be grateful for the booking, and let your music do the talking, whether it's in the background or as a feature. 
And that is today's Bruce's bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Next, how about Real Rock? That's R-E-E-L. What, what does that podcast consist of? Oh, man, that is our fun show. Uh, Real Rock, like you said, R-E-E-L, is about rock and roll movies. And uh, it is hosted uh, by Andy King. Uh, Andy is uh, quite a wit. And uh, he uh, basically uh, tears down a uh, a rock and roll movie, uh, interviews uh, somebody who probably has never seen it before, uh, and Mm -hmm. uh, then tells uh tells how it was made uh and uh again it's 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 some good archaeology but told in a very fun way how did you find andy andy was a digger uh and that's what we call our fans uh and came to us and i i'd always had the the that on the on the back burner uh because i'm a big movie guy myself This, this this was a natural to uh to move to and he came to us and said hey I'd like to do this. And, uh, you know, I talked to Andy a couple of times uh, and we kind of decided that uh, he might really be the guy to, to do this. Um, and we helped him produce a, a couple of shows uh, to uh, get it off the ground. And uh, all of a sudden it, it was gold. And uh, so he uh, he works with us to, uh, to we, we produce it and work with him on uh, on putting it together. So some follow up questions that are racing into my mind for openers what are some examples of some rock movies that have been discussed on that podcast um uh well we started with hard day's night i think everybody should start with hard day's night Uh, (laughs) it's a good explanation of 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 rock and roll uh told from uh that early mid early 60s you know back when 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 rock and roll still had an innocence to it uh and uh, uh another great one uh is uh andy did the 1978 sergeant pepper's lonely hearts club band uh, you know, starring Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees, um, <clears throat> which is a, a, a bit of a candy-coated uh, disaster, if, uh, <laughs> if you ask me. And uh, so we we mock it merciless, mercilessly. So, so uh, that's a couple of shows. Uh, and okay. uh, uh, I think we've only got four with Andy so far. He does them about once a month. Uh, so it's a, it's a relatively new show. For but us. are there certain criteria that a movie has to meet in order for you to consider it being fodder for being talked talked about on that podcast uh it has to have rock and roll in it okay okay <laughs> well in other words it doesn't so, have to be a documentary no, um it, no it it doesn't it, it it can be anything i mean uh that that opens the uh the uh opportunity for uh, quite a few shows uh uh yeah it'll there'll be still be concert uh, uh films uh you know probably oh. classic ones and uh uh you know i can see us doing uh, the last waltz uh here and uh but at the same time you know fun movies like uh, the the sergeant pepper uh, debacle of 78 and <laughs> uh you know and then and, 
and then great, great movies, great movies like uh, Hard Day's Night is, a, you know, is a great movie. And uh, uh, there's uh, many more uh, out there to, to choose from. And then, you know, things like uh, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show uh, would be great. Mm -hmm. uh, Streets of Fire and things like that would be fun. I, I wish there were more, uh, you know, rock and roll narratives. Uh, just doesn't seem to do very well. I mean, last year, uh, two uh, uh, you know, shows that were produced, uh, vinyl and, uh, on HBO and, uh, roadies on Showtime, uh, you know, they couldn't, couldn't get out of the first season. Okay. So here, here's the other follow-up question. When you mentioned that he is a digger and you defined what that is, yeah. that would imply mm -hmm. to me, and I'm, I'm going to, this is eventually going to lead up to a question. It sounds to me as though, especially when you have as many as six podcasts that you do obviously hear from your listeners. Are you receiving input from listeners who are saying, hey, you should do the movie such and such, or on a different podcast, hey, you should interview so-and-so. Uh, do you invite that sort of thing? Is it we get it, but we have enough of our own ideas, we don't need it? What, just kind of talk about the listener feedback you know, across the different podcasts. Oh, certainly. Oh, we, uh, we look at our diggers as uh, part of uh, the Rock and Roll Archaeology uh, project. Uh, and uh, hey, all comers are welcome. So show ideas, uh, songs uh, that people want to hear. Uh, uh, it, it's we're, we're, you know we, we're interested in, in any of that. Uh, you know we we look at this as a, a, an interactive uh, uh, venture uh, here with our fans. Nice, nice. Uh, bear with me on this one, Christian. I'm, I'm next. I'm going to have you tell the listeners about the Vinyl Snob podcast, and I'm, I'm interested to hear about this one because listeners on episode 181 of Now Hear This Entertainment, my guest was singer, songwriter, producer Jerry Jean, who talked at great length about all that went into putting out his newest release on vinyl. So check out that episode if you really want to hear a deep dive into what goes into that. And I would also be remiss if I didn't mention episode 163 when I was on location at the NAM show in California recording live with some of the guys from Death Angel who themselves are huge fans and collectors of vinyl. So, Christian, what about the Vinyl Snob podcast? That is our newest show. In fact, uh, we just launched the second episode uh, this week. Uh, it's hosted uh, and produced by uh, Dave Whitaker. Uh, Dave's an old radio guy, and he has a, a passion uh, for vinyl. And vinyl is, uh, you know, seen a resurgence. Uh, and so he came to us and said, hey, I have this show. Uh, I think uh, it would fit well into the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project Network. Uh, what do you guys think? And uh, Peter and I uh, listened to it. And that's Peter Ferrioli, my uh, other partner uh, in crime here. And um, we uh, we said, wow, this is this is great. It's uh, it is exactly what we're trying to do. And that's, you know, dive deep. You know, well, I, I look at uh, rock and roll like an ancient civilization that we've just rediscovered. Uh, you know, we've kind of moved the jungle off it a little bit now. Uh, we can see the temples. Uh, we can uh, find where the uh, the royalty is buried. Uh, and we're just going to continue to dig deeper and deeper. And Vinyl Snob is part of that. Yeah, vinyl snob. What have the first two episodes been? What what can listeners expect as that as that show continues to evolve? 
Yeah, the first uh, show was kind of like just, uh, you know, the explanation of, of how vinyl is being created, uh, how it was created, how it is created today with this new high-end 45 RPM, 88 gram uh, type of uh, high-quality uh, vinyl. And uh, uh, he actually interviews uh, one of the lathe guys down at Capitol Records. Wow. Uh, those of you in Hollywood uh, know the famous Capitol building. Uh, Even and, those of us uh, that are not in Hollywood would know the famous Capitol no, that, Records building. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of iconic. Uh, and, uh, and the second one is, uh, on record store day, uh, which is kind of cool because, you know, uh, you know, the music industry, uh, the recording, uh, industry is, uh, yeah, it's been in a disruptive, uh, situation for the last, uh, 15 or 20 years, you know, certainly since Napster in 1997. And, um, you know, they're starting to get their feet under them uh, a little bit now uh and uh, the one of the 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 pluses the, the the great things that have occurred is you know this resurgence of vinyl has allowed you know the brick and mortar record store to come back uh in uh, in a way and uh, so the second episode is uh, is about record store day uh, which is an annual event and um uh Dave goes down to uh to Berkeley to uh, both Amoeba and Rasputin and uh and and talks to their uh their owners and managers about uh record store day which is re- a really a really great interview it's uh, it's a lot of fun i suggest a lot of people go listen to it so in the spirit of consistency i guess i'm required now to ask how you and Dave came <laughs> together was he a digger or was he someone that you kind of already knew on the outside no, uh, Dave uh, was a digger. I, actually, it was a digger who put us uh, uh, in touch with each other, and um, uh, he kind of already had this uh, this show uh, fully realized. Uh, you know, we just uh, brought him into the network to expose him to uh, to our audience, and it's uh, it's been a great uh, venture for both of us. Okay, so in case the listeners were drifting off when you said it before, or maybe they're driving and they listened to the first half of this episode on their drive to work, and now they're driving back home, remind them why you use the expression diggers. Diggers are our fans. You know, we're the rock and roll archaeologists. And uh, hey, you know, when you go out there to uh, look at those uh, on those uh, ancient civilizations, you got to you got to dig deep into it. Right. Nice. I like that. Okay, And last but definitely not least, podcast number six out of six is Rock Talk. Yeah, Rock Talks are weekly uh, news uh, and current events uh, show, and that's hosted uh, with myself and uh, Peter Ferrioli. Um, we have a lot of guests that uh, that come in. We have segments, produced segments that we bring in. Uh, for example, uh, every week uh, I get together with Jeff Slate, uh, Esquire Magazine's music and culture writer. Uh, he recently wrote the liner notes to Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band's 50th anniversary, the new mix. Uh, also uh, is about ready to launch the uh, official Roy Orbit book of which he helped write along with the Orbison family. Um, uh, you know, he's doing an article on uh, Ken Burns' uh, Vietnam. We've been talking about that the last couple of weeks, uh, which um, uh, the music that they're using in there, it's, again, it's, 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 it adds to, uh, to our show and it kind of shows that, uh, that uh, we're, we're definitely uh, still talking about uh, an important period of time. I am talking to Christian Swain, founder and host of the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project. Visit their official website at rockandrollarchaeology.com. 
And although I can tell you that it's with an N and not the word and spelled out, we will have a link to their website on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. Once you are on their website, you will find links to their social media so you can engage via Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to their podcasts right there on their site, or there are links to platforms such as iTunes to get them from instead. Christian's band is tinmanmusic.net, and there is a link there to the band's Facebook page. I'm not going to hit you with the usual long list of action items for this show. Instead, this week, all I'm going to put out there is an invitation for you to engage with us on social media, too. There are icons at nhte.net to go over to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Christian, since I just plugged the band's website and Facebook, go ahead and tell the listeners about Tin Man's upcoming CD release. Uh, Whatever details you're able to give out at this time, when will it be out? How many songs? Do you want to reveal some of the songs that will be on it and so on? (laughs) Wow. Uh, Well, uh, you know, we're still we're still working on it. Uh, We're you know uh, we're we're, like I said in about the ninety five percent. uh, done here, but uh, it's going to be probably around ten songs, including a a, 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 a live performance bit of uh, our Rolling Stones medley uh, that uh, cool. people seem to really enjoy. Cool, and um, uh, you know um, uh, we'll, we'll probably have it done in the in the next month and have a CD release party and and all that. Uh, although you know CDs aren't really the thing anymore. Uh, you know <laughs> we'll we'll figure out a way to stream it and. <laughs> Uh, and all that, uh, but um, uh, you know, uh, it it, uh, it it it'll be uh, available to, at our gigs to to pick up for like five bucks. Uh, so you know, you'll get ten ten or so tunes for for five whole dollars, and uh, yeah, it kind of helps <laughs> helps us put gas in the car and things like that. You know, buy you some go. strings. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Well, getting back to podcasting, you also have some big news about a new project that you have just landed. Tell the listeners what that is going to be. Yeah, this is something we've been working on for uh, for a while now. Uh, we had done some things for uh, this company uh, about a year ago, and uh, the relationship grew. Uh, and now we're producing a podcast um, for uh, Zildjian. Uh, Zildjian is the uh, international premier uh, industry-leading market dominating uh symbol manufacturer uh they are a 400 year old company or they will be a 400 year old company in 2023 owned and operated by the same family um in fact uh i've uh i was back in boston they're out just outside of boston i was back in uh in norwell the uh where the factory is uh this week and uh, got to sit down with uh, with a lot of the folks there. Uh, incredibly passionate group of of people. Uh, you, you, you'll you'll never find anywhere else. Uh, it's just really incredible. It's an incredible story. Uh, we're uh, uh, we're putting this uh, this upcoming podcast together here uh, very shortly. I think they're going to do a lot with it uh, in December. So we're really really excited about that. Uh, we're about finished here, but I wonder who, Christian, uh, as as you asked me when I was just on your podcast, who have you yeah. who have you not interviewed yet that would be a, a personal success if you could get as a guest? And then also, is is it is that artist also your all time favorite, or or would that be someone else? 
Oh man, that that's such a a, a difficult question. Um, so look, the the interviewing uh, the the artists is is definitely a, a component I I really enjoy doing. Um, you know, I I interviewed Omar Hakim yesterday. Uh, you know, world famous drummer, uh, Weather Report, David Bowie, Madonna, uh, Nile Rodgers. I mean, he, he he plays drums on uh, Get Lucky, the Daft Punk song. Which it was, you know, the, the song of the summer here two years ago, uh, and um, you know that's great. But I also really enjoy talking to uh, the chroniclers, the the authors uh, um, that uh, uh, that you know were there at the beginning, uh, and uh, like Ben Fong Torres or uh, Professor Charles Hughes, uh, mm. um, you know, just you know that 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 really show the depth of this music. Um, and, uh, that's, that's been a lot of fun. I mean, this is, this is a, a bit of an academic, uh, pursuit, uh, as well as an entertainment, um, uh, piece. So, mm -hmm. um, we're trying to marry the, the two together. And I, I think, I think we're, I think we're doing a pretty good job of, of straddling, uh, that providing some quality entertainment, but some very good information at the same time. So, um, you know, I, you know, I, I, I just, I, it'd be hard for me to pick uh, a one, um, you know, because I think everybody has a great story to tell, uh, and it adds value to what we're doing. Nicely said. Nicely said. Uh, we're going to close today with another song from Tin Man. It's their cover of Life in the Fast Lane by the Eagles. And by the way, uh, well, I guess I should say Don Henley right now. Right? That's who I'm <laughs> by, right? Well, and I should say, listeners, go back and check out episode 122 of Now Hear This Entertainment. I interviewed Joe Vitale, who is the drummer for Joe Walsh, and thus you see my connection uh, there since we're ah, about to play yes, a cover. Very nice. And actually, one week later, uh, episode 123 was Wendy Wagner, who is uh, one of the singers on on tour with Joe Walsh these days. Uh, but Christian, before we let you go, just some comments uh, on, on this track that we're about to hear, Tin Man covering life in the fast lane. Well, I, I think it's up to the audience to make the comments nowadays. You know, you, <laughs> as an artist, yeah, yeah, all you can do is put something together and put it out there and hope people like it. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, I think um, uh, I love the song. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's a great classic rock, funky sort of down and dirty song. I love the lyrics uh, of it. Uh, it. Growing up in L.A., uh, boy, I, I knew those people. So, <laughs> so uh, uh, there, there's a real affinity for it when I sing that song, I'll tell you that. So, uh, you know, uh, again, I, I, I just hope your fans like it. But just, you know, I'm, I'm curious, does does the buck stop with you? Are you the one calling the shots on what songs are being recorded or is there kind of a, a vote among the band members and and, you know, it's just kind of democratic? Oh, we 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 have what what I like to call a benign dictatorship. So uh, you know, <laughs> yes, input is always uh, welcome, uh, and, and everybody gets a say. And uh, you know, I, I try to take everybody's um, um, uh, input and 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 you know, and definitely try to make sure everybody has a a, a stake uh, in it. You know, but but at the end of the day, look, you know, I sing the ninety nine percent of the songs, and that's the you know the thing that has to work uh, for the audience to uh, to buy into, um, and, uh, and you know it was my vision uh, at the beginning, and uh, uh, and it, you know it seems to be working for us, and I, I think everybody gets it, but um, but 
it, it, it's definitely a group effort, uh, and uh, you know you 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 got to have you got to have everybody feel that uh, that they have a piece of it. Um, so you know that I guess that's my answer to it. Okay, but if someone comes to you and says, "Let's do Brass in Pocket" by the Pretenders, you're going to say, "Come on, that's ridiculous. I'm the one singing it. No, it's not happening." <laughs> actually, 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 I love that song. And uh, you know, oh, that, I'm not that, saying that's a bad song. I'm not saying that's a bad song. No, I know what you mean. Uh, yeah, uh, of course. Uh, and and yes, that happens. And uh, you know, diplomatically, um, I you know, I have to say, hmm. Well, here's why that may not work. <laughs> uh, sort of thing. <laughs> All right. Well, Christian, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you ever so much. Yeah. And uh, continued best wishes with all that you're doing with the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project and with Tin Man. Hey, thanks for having me, Bruce. This has uh, been great. Uh, again, I hope everybody loves the songs. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to Christian Swain, lead vocalist and guitar player for Tin Man and founder and host of the Rock and Roll Archaeology Project. Again, their website is rockandrollarchaeology.com. Do engage with them on social media. Like their Facebook page, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, subscribe to one or more of their various podcasts. You can also support them via their Patreon campaign. And remember that Now Hear This Entertainment is at home on the web at nhte.net and that we've got corresponding icons to click on there to engage with our social media, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. Many thanks for listening to today's episode. We will send you out with another song from Tin Man. This is the one that Christian just talked about, his band's cover of Life in the Fast Lane.